We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detailia along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and Charlie Long. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, and we have Anthony Dasher, who is the managing editor for UGASports.com. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Guys, my pleasure. Anthony, uh, give us a little insights for the people who maybe haven't read uh, everything that's happened with Jalen Carter where there has been an arrest warrant out for him. He was in Indianapolis uh, for mm-hmm. the combine. And um, you know, on my board, he's the top guy. He's number one. Yeah. It reminds yep. me so much of, of Laramie Tunsil back 2016. Yep. Now that happened yep. on draft day. Yeah. <laughs> this happened, has happened now long before the draft. But give everybody a little bit of insights of exactly what he is being charged with. Well, he is being charged with two misdemeanor uh, offenses of uh, reckless driving and racing. Um, the police, uh, um, athens Clark County Police today released a statement um, saying that this, again, for people who do not know, you know, this involves the, uh, it's connected with the uh, January 15th uh, incident, that uh, tragedy, that I should say, that claimed the lives of uh, Devin Willick and Chandler Lee Croy. And it was uh, determined that uh, Jalen's car, you know, allegedly was uh, running side by side with the with the uh, Explorer driven by Lacroix. Uh, speeds were they were up at up to 104 miles per hour. Um, cars never collided or anything of uh, of that nature, as far as you know we know. But they do know that uh, Jalen was driving the car, who was again allegedly uh, you know racing the vehicle that. Uh, that killed uh, Willick and uh, was also carrying uh, Warren McClendon, who's uh, you know at the combine right now as well as well as uh, another staffer. So that's the uh, situation uh, right now, and uh, you know timing obviously is uh, is bad as far as uh, Jalen is concerned. And and who, by the way, came out and issued a statement later. You know, it's been what, about two o'clock this afternoon, yeah. uh, stating his innocence, saying that he's going to come back to Athens and. Uh, and, and fight the charges and prove to everyone that's uh, you know he is not guilty of the things he's accused of. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. Now, Anthony, with that being said, and now it's all hindsight, uh, but wouldn't it have been better uh, now? When you look, everything everyone doesn't do common sense. Uh, where don't mm-hmm. leave, uh, don't leave uh, the scene of an accident. Maybe if you yes. witness what happened, right? Yes, exactly. That's one hundred percent right, and that's what uh, we you know we understand you know did occur that. Uh, uh, Bryant Gant, who is a pretty much Kirby Smart's guy that the players go to if something somebody gets in trouble or whatnot, they will call Brian Gant first. And Brian Gant is the one who uh, you know we understand. You no know, told Jalen, hey, you better get your tail back to uh, to the accident scene and you know and 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 talk to the police who were there. So yeah, that does not look good to have somebody leave like that. No, no question about that. Now, Anthony, uh, what do you think? Like, um, obviously. I mean, he's going to get opportunity to play at a very high level in the NFL, and then you look at sure. the consequence, but it could cost him a few dollars considering 
Yeah, everyone had him as for sure top uh, five pick, like Mike said, uh, amongst the best on the yeah. draft board. But is this something maybe that he could fall and then all of a sudden, instead of being a top five pick, you somewhere maybe between, I don't know, nine and 13 or somewhere around there? You know, it could. If there's not some clarity between now and the draft, I think it certainly you know could. I don't obviously don't think you'll think about it the first round or anything of, of right. that nature. But, but no doubt, I mean, we've seen it with, with, with players before. I mean, players uh, we know who got caught smoking pot, for example, we've seen fall in the draft a, a few spots. So, again, we'll – you know, the timing was not good from Jalen from the standpoint. Now he, he will not be working out at uh, at the combine, and we still don't know uh, if he'll be able, if he'll want to go uh, at Georgia's pro day, which is scheduled for uh, for the fifteenth of this month. So that's something else that's still uh, you know to to be determined. Anthony, in in dealing with him, because uh, I've seen stuff that you know he has done for other players on that team, and oh yeah, and yep. and that sort of thing that. Um, McShay came out with something about this was back in November. This was long before yeah. uh, the, the incident. Yeah. Uh, now, yep. again, you know, he, he probably hit that correctly, that something wasn't quite right. But I hadn't really heard anything really negative about Jalen. Now, I do know the one thing, uh, I do know a guy that kind of has worked with him. So sometimes you got to get on his butt uh, to sure, get him sure. to give his best. But that, man, it. We hadn't heard anything from a negative standpoint until this came out, and I haven't either. And uh, in talking to his teammates, of course, that was a big story. Whenever the McShay's uh, comments came out, and I, like I said, in late November, early December, whenever it was, I mean, his teammates defended him to a T. I mean, people got you know belligerent about it. It was uh, something that upset everybody very much. Kirby Smart even you know made comment that that was uh, not the Jalen Carter that he's ever ever known. So. So yeah, I don't I don't know where some of that came from, and and a lot of people trying to make connections with, with what McShay said and what you know he was a, you know being charged with now. Although I think again that's two entirely different situations. But yeah, personally I've not heard anything at all that Jalen Carter when he was at Georgia was, I mean nobody ever said a crossword about the guy. Now uh, Anthony, I ever, everyone's always intrigued with the SEC and the deep south and all that, and. Um... You know, kind of um, the mantra, uh, so to speak, like uh, oh, three Pete. Uh, oh, so where is George at? Because I, I, I lived in Atlanta, in Alpharetta, uh, for like fourteen years, and yeah. all I would hear, I did radio with Buck Baloo and and, yeah. and Herschel yeah. Walker, bringing up when you know nineteen eighty. He's not going to tell you, Anthony. He was uh, doing Georgia Tech radio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that, yeah. that, that yeah. for, for seven ninety the zone. Uh, you know, yeah, way yeah. back oh, yeah. about two well. about yeah. two decades ago. Uh, but oh, yeah. the, the the point being is that now are the Georgia Bulldog fans spoiled and the expectations, where are they at right now considering how things could change? Okay, you remember how relevant Clemson, you had Trevor Lawrence and yeah. all that, yeah. and where yeah. Clemson's at right now, the perception. And then you look at Alabama. Has Georgia surpassed Alabama? Well, what is your take as far as the upcoming 23 season? Uh, you know, Who's the quarterback and yeah, all that? Yeah, I think for the that's Bulldogs? the big question, yeah. quarterback. <laughs> Well, first of all, of course, Georgia fans are spoiled. I mean, I hear that every day you know, when, I, when I message board on UGC Sports. I, so I can promise you, you know, people are talking three feet. But like you said, I mean, I, it, man, like that's never been done. So I mean, you're, we're talking about some, I mean, just major history if that were to occur. And it's all again, it's all going, you know, for Georgia to have a shot. I'll just put it this way: we've got it'll be up to the quarterback. That's going to be the the big deal. I mean, is it going to be you know Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton? 
Right now, I don't know, Mike Bobo, as you all know, takes over as the uh, offensive coordinator. He may see something in one of, one of those guys that Tom Munkin, you know, may, may, not, may not or did not like. But that's going to be the key. Otherwise, I mean, you look at the player Georgia returns this year, and they're very deep. I And, God, Pete, y'all going to think I'm absolutely nuts when I'm talking about the <laughs> defense. You know, defense was pretty good last year. They've got a shot to be better this season, even without a Jalen Carter. Christ. You got talking about with the guys that got stockpiled. I know, uh, I, I know it sounds almost crazy to say, and they lose Kip, Kip Ringo will not be there. They got to replace uh, Chris Smith at safety. But again, those are positions they have really made a focus. Kirby Smart has of really just stockpiled every single year. And you look at and you look at the uh, the the schedule next season. It's not hard. I mean, the when the Oklahoma game got pulled by the SEC. Yeah. That's and right. Georgia replaced with Ball State. So you look at those first three <laughs> yeah. or four games on Georgia's schedule, there is nobody there that's going to scare you whatsoever. And, I mean, Georgia gets off to a good start. I mean, they've got to go to Tennessee. I mean, that, that's going to be the game I think everybody kind of looks at for next year. But they're going to have a chance. I yep. mean, the, the regular season is, is setting up very nicely. If anybody's got an opportunity to do it over the past, you know, years, decades, whatever you want to call it, Georgia has a chance. Will they? I don't know. But, you know, I – Got an opportunity, I think. Now, uh, Anthony, um, the Georgia f- uh, football fans, Georgia Bulldog football fans, do they truly appreciate Todd Munkin? Because uh, I, I think oh, yeah. what he did yeah. was unbelievable, and I think he's going to oh, have yeah. great success in the NFL. I can remember when T-Bob was being recruited by LSU. He was like the wide receiver yeah. coach. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and and yeah. all of a sudden, it, and I'm talking about um, like uh, 16 years, 17 years ago. Then he went to Southern Miss. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. but I mean, yeah. he has been unbelievable. And they're familiar with Mike Bobo. Uh, so how did it, you have fans that uh, pro Mike Bobo or, or against him? or, or uh, but, 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 but what? Because, you know, coaches go with people who they're familiar with, like Kirby Smart yeah. and yeah. all that and the conference level that comes about. But I'm telling you, he was a big part, I think, of Georgia's success on the offensive side, that being Todd Munkin. Absolutely correct. Todd Munkin, uh, he reformed Georgia's offense. I mean, Georgia's always had some pretty good offenses, but nothing like what we've seen the past two seasons with their ability to to get the the ball to the playmakers. Of course, it helps to have guys like Brock Bowers kind of come onto the scene a little bit. I mean, he's uh, what he's done at tight end is just something I've never you know witnessed before. And I've been covering this covering this team for over 25 years now. He's just uh, incredible. But the job that Todd Munkin did, I mean, he doesn't make players, you know, adjust to him. He adjusts to his players. And like I said, gets, gets, has the quarterback get to the ball, to, to the playmaker. The best players on the field are the ones who are going to get the football, and that's how he, he operates. And Mike Boba is kind of a love-hate relationship with uh, with Georgia fans. Of course, uh, <laughs> Mike got the job uh, with Mark Rick, uh, you know, back at, well, was it 2000. In seven, right? Eight, yes, yeah, I think it was his first year, and you know, Georgia would average thirty points a game, thirty-three, but it was nothing like we saw with Buck, and, and uh, there was a lot of people who were actually a little upset with Kirby for naming like the that might be offensive coordinator, despite the fact again his last year at Georgia, Georgia averaged like forty-one point seven points, which is more than Todd Monk and averaged, uh, you know, this past season with, with the UGA, but. But people I still think of Mike Bobo as being a, a Mark Rick guy and, you know, worried about yep. this and that. But go, go ask Matt Stafford about Mike Bobo. <laughs> go ask uh, Eric Murray about uh, Mike Bobo. Go ask DJ Shockley about Mike Bobo and see what they say about him. So I, I think Mike will do fine. But, yeah, I mean, after what Todd Munkin has done the past two seasons, I mean, I, I, I certainly understand why, why George Vance would be upset to see him go to the Ravens. 
uh, Ant, uh, Anthony, uh, this was a couple weeks back, right after uh, Sean Payton uh, basically kind of got traded to Denver Broncos. Yeah. I'd done a yeah. show with Mel Kuyper. Uh, over the weekend, yep. and Mel was asking me, Mike, what do you think the Saints would do with that late first round pick? And I was like, you know, for me, big, uh, big defensive tackle, stop the run or an offensive lineman. He said, okay, I, I get that, but he said, give me a pick. Something out, different, right? Mike? Yeah, out of the ordinary from that. I said, okay, I'll give you two. Mike Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, and Darnell Washington from Georgia. Good Lord. Oh and I'll God. be damned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, Bobby says, hey, guess who Mel picked in round one? Yeah, yeah, yeah he stole my pick with Darnell Washington. <laughs> yeah. Now, he didn't steal it. But basically, he kind of agreed oh. that Washington should go there. He got overshadowed because of Bowers, who yeah. is such a great talent. But tell us a little bit about Darnell, who I really love. I mean, he's a big target oh, guy. Hell. Six he foot can, seven. He can block, and he can catch the football. And, man, you try to tackle that big man once he gets a rolling downfield. And you know what, Anthony, when Mike's saying, I know the Saints want to run the football because uh, when they've had the most yeah. success, even with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, they were able to run, and a tight end has mm-hmm. to block. It's like a glorified tackle. But then you yeah. wanted to contribute in the passing game. And all I know is with, like, with Jimmy Graham, uh, you look at uh, Pistol Pete, uh, you know, uh, calling the plays now for the Saints. And he was a part of uh, with Jimmy Graham and what they did. I don't know, 6-7 target. Break down the Georgia tight end. Could he be that pass-receiving threat? And also, obviously, he can uh, run block and help win the run game. He just looks so much bigger wearing that zero. Right. right. Yeah, I can, <laughs> he does. And I think, yeah, I, I, first of all, about, about Darnell, if I'm a Saints fan, if, if his name is called in the first round, I would be ecstatic. I mean, you talked about the about the run game. I want to start there just first of all. Again, you've got a guy who's six foot seven, two hundred seventy seventy pounds, and uh, can, can 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 take on the edge like that. That's an extra offensive lineman and then another left tackle. I mean, the right. job he did last year. You ask Kenny McIntosh, ask, ask any of Georgia's running backs. I mean, just just look at, at any any Georgia games this year, and you'll see Darnell Washington blocking up into the second level, running backs right behind him. Um, just a tremendous job, and as a pass catcher. You know, he didn't. He really didn't do a lot his freshman year, but he has really developed developed that his game. He's got great hands. Again, good lord, he lobbed, lobbed the ball up. He's six foot seven. I mean, he's going to come down with it. He's just a tremendous, you know, red zone target. Um, and he's fast. I mean, he's a lot faster. People want to give him credit for. It's not like an offensive lineman running down the field. This guy will run. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what he runs at the combine. Me too. He's going to be that that I, man, I four, agree five, with you. Seven, four, five, eight range, something, something along those lines. And if that's the case, if he's if he's a sub four six, I tell you what, he I guarantee he's a first round guy. He may be a top ten guy. I think he's a first round pick guy. I think he's a first round pick guy. If he uh, does unbelievable the combine, he might not last to the he same. Might not. Pick. He might not. That's why I put Mayer there too, because I watch Notre Dame yeah. and Mike yeah, yeah. is a really good blocker. Also, not only a really good terrific receiver, but he also can block. Some of these other guys, they just get in the way, and they hope yeah. you know. But I know one thing: when you watched Washington and when you watch Mayer at Notre Dame, and those guys are blocking. Uh, so that. You know, he, he brings that dimension that you don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate Anytime. your insights. 
Anytime, guys. All right, Anthony. Thanks so much. Anthony Dasher, managing editor of UGASports.com. <laughs> you don't think they spoil about back-to-back national uh, no, no, no. championships? No, no, no. Three-peat. They, they want a three-peat. The Man. fans want to keep winning, winning, winning. Uh, how about this text, Mike, as we go to the break? This is from 6047. Hey, Bobby, don't call Pete Carmichael Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. That's an insult. insult to the real Pistol Pete. No, Can yeah, you, whatever. You want to answer that? But no, but <laughs> Pete Carmichael, I, I, listen, if, it, if somebody, now, I don't know if you like him as a football coach, whatever, as a human being, if you don't like Pete Carmichael, you got to look in the mirror. <laughs> Come on. I mean, there's nobody in the world that would hate uh, Pete Carmichael. He's a good dude. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 